Hi, welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast. This is a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, sharing the stories of our own homes, and answering your decorating questions. This Mm. is episode... 13 and our guest is bunny williams very exciting we're on the road this week right we are in new york to interview miss bunny williams in her office and i'm pretty excited big deal caroline hasn't been to bunny's office before and it's really beautiful so so pretty you're excited to see it Okay, now what do we do, Caroline? Keep us on task. Let's get to our trials and triumphs. Can I go first? Yes, Caroline, you go first. So we just opened our store in Natick. Y'all heard Which is Boston. Yes, sorry. Um, We opened our store in Boston at Natick Mall. Y'all probably listened to our episode with Aaron Gates and uh, Katie Hutchison. But the next week, we went back to um, the store to put on our, like, opening party. Mm Mm-hmm. And while we were there... Our VIP event. Our VIP event. Um, so I'm I was not at this event. <laughs> you weren't invited to Because I'm not, not a VIP. I know. <laughs> People are still questioning why I'm part of this. You had to stay here and do product design. <laughs> I know. Someone needed to work while y'all were partying. <laughs> I'm kidding. Keep it exactly, that way. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we were sort of like talking to people. I was like manning the door, like checking people in and... Um, I don't know. Like I was wandering around with wine. <laughs> I was working. Karen was socializing because she's actually a VIP. I was just working at the VIP party. Um, but anyways, as I was um, just sort of like out there doing whatever, um, one of our listeners came up to me and her name was Deborah. Hey, Deborah, for listening. Um and she was like, oh my gosh, you're on the podcast. I recognize you. I love the podcast. I'm the biggest fan. I've listened to every single episode. I've listened to some episodes multiple times. She, I loved her. Also, she said that Karen was her favorite because she was the funniest. No, Did so she? She didn't Aww. tell me that. Deborah, like, I like yes, you even true. more. Karen you, are, is the you are the funny one. No offense. It's okay. Karen's I'm the funny one. I'm, I'm just Debbie. the sarcastic one. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so it was so exciting to meet her, and she was my triumph. She was so sweet and funny. She was so cute, and we have Aww. we got a picture with her. We too. did. We stalked her around the store at the end. Yeah. We we're like, let's get a selfie with Deborah. So we did. <laughs> so we'll put that up. That's very so cute. cute. That leads me to my trial, which is that right after I met Deborah and was talking to her for several minutes, I went over to another person on my team named Lydia, and I was talking to Lydia, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's a podcast listener, isn't that cool? And Lydia's like, uh, yeah, you have red lipstick all over your teeth. <laughs> I don't wear red lipstick ever. Red so. lipstick is hard to manage. <laughs> it hey, is. Well, so here was the problem. So I packed for this trip in a really big hurry, mm-hmm. and I forgot to bring all jewelry. I also forgot all my hairbrushes, too. Like, I didn't bring any hair hair really? supplies at all. That is a hurry. Um, <laughs> and I forgot my jewelry. And so what I had packed was just, like, a plain, super plain black dress, and I was going to wear fun jewelry with it. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't have that. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll dig out the red lipstick in my makeup bag. So I probably had extra earrings she could have borrowed. Well, it, it worked out, except then I had to like scrub the lipstick off my teeth all night. I wore red lipstick that night too. 
and you I, look much more elegantly. I than have me, a red obviously. lipstick tip. <laughs> oh yeah, well, let's. Hear I it. do. It's how to wear lipstick, not how to decorate. Um, so I bought this lipstick at Sephora, which everyone has a Sephora near them. So this is all accessible to all I of you. I think we talked about it on an episode. Did we already? I Wait, only have we? like four well, topics. Just that you found your perfect red lipstick. Okay, yes. When I was in Paris, remember yes, I went shopping yeah, yeah. and ended up buying at Sephora. <laughs> um, so, but I so the brand that I got is Urban Decay, but the woman said you have to buy this other thing to go under it, and I don't think it is Urban Decay, but it is a clear, uh, like pencil. So it looks like lip liner, but it's clear, and you okay. put it all over your lips, and it keeps it from spreading, and it keeps it on from migrating. Wow. I love yes. It. So I'll I've got it in my handbag. I will get the brand, and we can put a little link. Oh yes, I because want it that really now. works really well. I highly so. recommend it. All right, who's next? <laughs> all right, Taryn. Oh me, me next. Yes, you go. Oh okay. So here is my triumph. Should I do that first? Yeah. Okay. So we have a conference room here in our office. And it's our very largest conference room, and we have tons of meetings in there. And there's this huge screen on the wall that people is connected to a computer, so you can pull up any of our servers, or like a vendor could bring in their laptop and plug it into the screen and give a presentation or that kind of thing. And it makes me insane because cords from that thing run. So you've got cords down from the stupid screen, down to the computer, and then down from the computer all across the floor, like 12 feet across the floor into a wall on the other side of the room. And there are blue cords and black cords and yellow cords. It is the most unattractive thing. It makes me crazy. Crazy. Have I made it clear that it makes me crazy? Okay. You seem very serious about this. Oh my gosh. I can't stand it. I sit in meetings in there and go insane. So I fixed it. You fixed it? I fixed it. You guys haven't been in there to see? No. You're going to die. So here's what I did. there. Mm Mm-hmm. It involves some tools, involves some Ooh. duct tape. I had to have okay. some duct tape. I had to have some white paper tape okay. and then a cord cover and a garden seat. These were my tools. Okay. Okay. So here, cause there were lots of weird things that it wasn't just cords. Like there's, you know, like a box that lots of cords plug into maybe oh. network cords and then they go off to the other end and do something else. And then there was another power box at the other end that like so i couldn't just tuck cords in a cord uh, uh core cover right so but step one was i mm-hmm, um got a one of our long cord covers and i got first i was gonna get white because i was like oh i'll just tuck it up it'll be by the wall um and then i was like no it's really gonna be sitting on the floor it's gonna run on the floor so i got dark gray to go with Ooh. our carpet so it's more camo so all the cords that stretch across are in this cord cover. And then on either end of the cord cover, I have like these weird boxes with all kinds of junk. So one of them I taped with the white paper tape up on the wall okay, the with box. the white wall. You taped the box to the wall? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll have to put pictures up. It's so ingenious. Um, so that box is taped on the wall with white tape, so that kind of goes away. And then at the other end, I couldn't figure out what to do with this, you know, just huge nest of cords and junk because you have to be able to access it. Like, you right. have to plug things into it, unplug things. Brain, whatever, explosion, garden seat. So I got a garden seat, which is hollow on the inside, oh, shoved no. everything up inside it. Oh, that is smart. And yeah, so, so just one of our classic ceramics. Yes, ones. okay. I got one that's bronze colored, oh. so it's dark mm. and it kind of sits there, and it, you really don't notice it. And then the rest of the cords that were coming from the box that sits on a console, 
garden seats next to a console. There's a console. The little computer sits on the console. Right. And then above that is the big screen. But there were cords from the little con, you know. Yeah. So I taped those like down the back of the leg of the console so they're not everywhere and you don't see them. So that's where the duct tape is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't see any of the duct tape when you're looking at things. But you guys, I'm, you've got to go look at it when we're done here. Okay. I'm pretty excited. Very good job. <laughs> I mean, clearly this makes me very happy. <laughs> yes. You should see her. She's like glowing right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. I have <laughs> like, cord issues. I don't like to look at cords. I know. I Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have sat in that conference room and not... Really? Because I feel like this is what we do for a living. And I'm sitting in that room, looking at that all the time, going, oh, we can't solve this problem. Yeah. Well, I was more bothered that the console we're using is a big open one. Yeah, we could have used a closed you console. Know, that would have been console. easier. media cabinets. Why wouldn't we have one? I know. Because yeah. we should just go redecorate a bunch of the rooms. We could. You know what I mean? A lot of the stuff has just been mm. here because it's been here. Yeah. yeah. We need a little Let's update. Let's do everything. Accumulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then my trial... Okay. Yeah. Trial. What's your trial? I'll make it quicker than my triumph. <laughs> I um, have this giant hammock stand, teak hammock stand, that I bought from um, our sister company, Frontgate, and it sits at the end of my pool, and it's my favorite place to live all summer because I don't like to be hot, so I like to lay in the shade, and I can lay down there in the shade. Nobody bugs me. The kids don't bug me. My husband doesn't bug me, and I have a book, or I can nap, or whatever. Sounds nice. It broke. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it broke. But I called Frontgate, and they're replacing it 100%. They're like, just put it on the curb. We'll send you a new one. I sent them a picture because it split and broke like the teak split and broke. So they were like, we'll send well, you one. Well, that's nice. Right? That's awesome. They have that's a good one-year warranty. So. Oh, so it was only a year old. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's my that's my trial slash triumph. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Well, Don't sad. Don't you love but, it when people are play, play stuff for you? Yeah. It's, ugh, it's and so just nice. in time for spring here in Atlanta so I can get myself back outside and Yay. sleep in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's next? Um, My triumph was that I tried Marcel's for the first time here Ooh, in Atlanta. Oh, that steakhouse? They're, fancy yes. pants. Oh, it is a fancy steakhouse. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who wanted to go, and we are... Adults, so we went. We are adults. Yes. So did you leave your mortgage payment there? Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, That was an investment meal. Mm -hmm. Um, An investment in myself. (laughs) A gut. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Delicious food. Carb overload. Um, I was going to say um, it. I had never been to the restaurant that was in the space before. Oh, Abattoir. Um, it used to be Abattoir. It's over near our office. Um, it's on that side of the city. And I had never been to the original restaurant, but um, the second one, this now, Marcel's, it was really pretty on the inside. Um, they did a great job with the lighting and the layout. Um, they had some cool um, faceted kind of sculptural light they did in the middle where they bought, uh, like, seven different chandeliers and they did like one layer of them at the top and then they dropped the cords even longer and did two more and they dropped another one even lower and because they were all kind of diamond shaped um it made this like really pretty shape overall and that was in the center so that you obviously and that's where most of the light was coming from so you kind of like had to look at it sit underneath Um, them like i don't think anyone was worried that was under it they were probably it's pretty secure worried about what it sounds really big. They were like, worried about the bill. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Pending. I was, but I don't know. No, it was it was really pretty. It really um, is comfortable, too. There's a lot of... 
it's just it's almost like a library feeling you know it's mm-hmm. got a lot of dark wood and lush velvets and things i think that's become my new pet peeve of restaurants like places that are super that is an indicator that you're getting old (laughs) how old are you caroline you're in your 30s right 20s i'll be 30 in july yeah that's an indicator there you go (laughs) old lady yeah but does that not really bother you if you go to talk yeah it's tough yeah Yeah. well also i think now a lot of the the design or like the true design trend in restaurant is like all concrete everything and mm-hmm. tile everything industrial the worst acoustics ever i know you and I, mm-hmm. I've, they Trust need to do some things that you don't see that yeah. absorb that noise because you mm-hmm. can put the foam under the table or think you know mm-hmm. things on walls and they don't i was at a restaurant this weekend same thing couldn't hear and it was one-eared stag you couldn't hear yeah. anything we we're yelling at each other across the table and my husband won't admit he's deaf but he's tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to luckily, no, okay. luckily, Joe yeah. only listens to this when I force him. So. so he won't even know. He won't even know. Actually, I'm not even going to say anything, and I'll see if he ever mentions that I said he was deaf on the podcast. Well, do I think that mm-hmm. I'm the deaf one, because I do have trouble hearing occasionally. That's probably so why you didn't. Joe you, and I are. <laughs> you and Joe just it. scream at each other across the table. Um, anyway, it had some really pretty decor. And it was low lighting, and um, the entry had a nice banquette. Um uh, that you, it was long and it was a nice little perching spot till they let you back there. So cool. um, it was really cool. I would recommend. But my tip that I found out through the grapevine of people is if you do live in Atlanta and you go and you're not old like Caroline, um, <laughs> at 11 p.m. they have a menu oh. that like like a fourteen dollar burger and Ooh. like okay. a seven dollar like Sunday. It was like it went it was like fun food. They go from like fine dining steakhouse to like late night fun. food. Yeah. Oh yeah. that's fun. And do they change like the music or anything? Is it a little more upbeat? Because it's like pretty a, adulty. Yes, it's very much an adult scene for sure. But um mm-hmm. I didn't we left around eleven forty five and I didn't notice anything different, but maybe in the bar area they did, in mm-hmm. the dining area they did not. And maybe yeah, that's how it happens. But anyway, there's your cool. there's your a bit late for a if you want a more affordable option. But you want to see the decor and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Cool. Good tip. I like that. Um and then my trial this week or well, yes, this week, was I went and spoke at my why is that a trial? Yeah. You didn't get let me get to She's it. She's not yet. done oh, yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I um I had an old teacher ask me to come speak at the university where I went and um to a class of freshmen who are just trying to decide what they want to do and to speak about my role here at Ballard. And I didn't realize I was the only one that was going to be um speaking to a hour long class. Oh, you thought it was like a panel or something? Yeah, like I thought maybe like a few like bring your teacher to work day or bring your parent to work day or something. I don't know. I just figured like I'd have like a 15 minute, like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I do product design. Um, anyway, it was not, I was the whole class and I had a really quick, I had 30 minutes to like make a presentation to even take to this. And these are like yeah. kids that might be like going into graphics. And so of course my disclaimer, like when I walk in the room was like, okay, all of you going into graphics. I'm aware that this is very poor, <laughs> but please do not judge my presentation. No, um, it was good, but my the reason it was a trial is because 
I am awkward, and I swear that they could tell I sweated through my whole outfit. Okay, that is hysterical. Remember, I, I told you this the other day, because I spoke to a class yeah. at SCAD the week before. Same thing. I was the only person up there, and I was, by the time I was done, I was, like, dripping in sweat. I had to, like, take my sweatshirt off when I got, I my mean, t-shirt off when I got home, and, like, hang up. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> the same out. thing. I like, totally flop sweat. I, I, <laughs> do, you, do you remember what was that TV show? Wasn't there some TV show? It's like, like or movie where like the sweat's just running down. And, <laughs> well, like that. I hope we didn't look like that. You and I, we, we were cool as cucumbers here, and you and uh, me. I know they're dying to be us. <laughs> I know. I mean, half the kids are like on their computers and their phone at the same yeah. time. They're not. They're like, I just have to sit in this today. I don't care. But yeah. of course, I'm like, they're all watching me. I'm messing this up. Um, anyway, so that's why I. Next time, I need to wear loose, loose clothing so that I don't feel like it's literally attaching to me. <laughs> Adhering with my sweat. It was terrible. With I bet silk, they loved that's you. the worst because it like... Silk does make you sweat. You well, can always see like it. clings to you. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally winter, pitting so out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And you have to like... It's just you, like you have to dry clean it. I'm yeah. a sweater. I mean... Like I sweat. Yeah. I do. I sweat. And well, we, you also live in the South, so it doesn't help. Yeah, it's yeah. hot. I was wearing a blazer on top of it, so it's either A, was disguising my sweat, or B, making me sweat more. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Well, I was, sweat- I was so hot that I kept picking my hair up. Uh-huh. So I'm sure they all thought I was just playing with my hair like some dumb girl. Yeah, but I was like picking it up to try to cool off. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, wow. let's get to our guest. Oh my Buddy's gosh, going to be impressed. She is so much more eloquent than us, and, and she speaks and all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. She does. She's a great public speaker. Actually, yeah. she is. I've seen her speak. We all have yeah. many times. If if she ever comes yeah. to your area, you guys, like she'll do a lot of talks at local design centers or arts and antique shows and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout because she is a great. Speaker, very educational, very entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time I've seen her, it's been something different that she's talked about. So she never really does the same thing twice. Yeah. So it's always great. So try to catch her if she's ever in your town. I also think that, or this was just my impression, like you expect someone that's such a well-known designer and so celebrated and so talented and successful to be like, I don't know. She's just so humble and down to earth and like very approachable, approachable mm-hmm. and just gives like real, like, great advice and she's just mm. so nice very gracious so nice very gracious she yeah. has that southern hospitality yeah mm-hmm. she's from the south she's from virginia <laughs> well she'll here tell we us go. all about We're, it let's talk to her so we are on the road this week and we're excited to be in the office of the celebrity designer bunny williams bunny has worked with ballard for several years designing a product for us um she is renowned across the united states and the world for being one of the top designers out there she is an author um, of three amazing books Uh, her first one affair with the house is a best-selling book i think of all time for interior books Um, we all own them and love them Um, and we are here today to talk to her Bunny, welcome. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so had, glad to have you all here in my office. <laughs> well, thanks. Yes, thank you yes. for us. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous office. I'm envious. It really is. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Well, I'm glad you're here, um, and it's a treat to be able to sit and chat with you all about decorating, products, all the things that we do together. 
Well, speaking of that, you have worked with us for a while, a couple years now. Yes. And I remember when initially internally at Ballard, we were talking about, you know, oh my gosh, do you think we could work with Bunny Williams? Wouldn't that be um, a a delight? But what made you want to work with Ballard? I think it was meeting you all. I, you know, you, um, I was approached by your company, and uh, I think that when I went to Atlanta and I went to your offices and I met all of the the team that I would be working with, and I actually saw the Ballard product in person, um, I was so impressed. I came back and I thought, you know. Everything they make looks so much better in real life, which you really can't say about most companies. I know I order a lot of things online and cannot wait to return it because I get it and it's such a disappointment. Mm -hmm. But I think when I went to Atlanta and I went out to your facilities and I picked up this, I mean, I even bought a lot of things, and I thought, you know, everything that they do is such wonderful quality, it's so well thought out, and I wanted to work with only want to work with a company that I can be proud of what we produce together because it's got my name on it and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I want to own it as well as have other people own it. Well, I think the really great thing is that you you know, you are so well renowned. You decorate huge, beautiful, lovely homes and I think a lot of people couldn't ever afford to kind of live in that world. And you're able to translate that beautiful style for the rest of us who just want to have a pretty house but may not have such a big wallet. (laughs) Well, what's interesting is, you know, I started out with a very small wallet when I got my (laughs) first apartment and got my first apartment. my first home uh, on my own, we're all faced with the same dilemma. You've got spaces, you want furniture, how do you do it? Um, And, you know, my, because of my career and the experience I have, yes, I do very large scale houses all over the country, but I still remember my first apartment. And I remember all the dilemmas of um, (laughs) what I had to do. Even the house in the country that's an affair with the house. Um, When I first bought that, uh, we we really all we had money to do was to scrape it together and make the down payment to buy the house. <laughs> we did not have one penny left over, which I think is very much what happens. We're we're very fortunate to finally get our houses and apartments or whatever it is, and then there's the big empty space that we have to deal with. And it's supposed to be a journey, right? You're it is a journey. Just to plop yourself in there and be done. Right? No, and it's also I think it's it's a journey and I think people should buy things they love and they're going to have them forever. I've gone from a very small apartment in New York when I was first married. I still have some of that furniture wow. because I bought it, I may have bought it in a, a junk store on Columbus Avenue or a tag sale or a, a house sale, but I, if, if it was good and it had good lines, you keep it, and now it's in a guest bedroom in Falls Village. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that one should make investments and buy things they like, because they're going to have them for a while, and they can yeah. move to the next place, just because you buy it for one, one room doesn't mean it can't go in another room in another place. What was something you did in your first apartment that you're really proud of or a piece of furniture maybe that you bought for that one that you have kept around? Well, I think the thing I was most proud of is that this was a long time ago and I 
uh, had a little library and uh, the library also had to be the second guest bedroom, so of course it had a convertible sofa. And um, I upholstered the walls myself, made all the curtains myself. <laughs> I went oh to this gosh. place where I could find fabric for $2 a yard, <laughs> and I got out my sewing machine. And I think that when you do things for yourself, when you paint the walls, and you even I've even hung wallpaper, made curtains, you appreciate those who do it well. And mm-hmm. I was certainly not a pro at this, <laughs> but just attempting it made me respect everybody who does this yeah. so much more. It's do an you, art. Do you remember your first big purchase? My first no. big purchase was a good sofa. And I really believe that that is one of the things that you need. You sit in it all the time. The better sofa you can buy, you can have over and over again. I want to tell you, I still own that sofa. It's been <laughs> recovered. Kidding? Yes, it was a beautiful oh car. We call it a car sofa. It was very well made. It's been recovered three or four times. It's had a slip cover. But, you know, the springs have had to been tightened. But if you buy quality upholstery, uh, it's really, it'll last you a long time. And um, it's the one thing you always need. Every room needs a sofa. Um, and I think that, you know, when you're starting out, it's best to keep things in neutral fabrics. You can change the color of pillows or a throw over the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put it under a big floral print, you may get sick of that floral print in right. three years. Right. So I think solid colors for big upholstered furniture is better. And you can have fun decorating that sofa mm-hmm. with changing the pillows, whatever your mood is, you can make slip covers for the pillows. Um, and you'll have it. Um, and if you've got children, use indoor outdoor fabrics on it, because mm-hmm. they're phenomenal now. That they're reminds right. me, you and your husband, John, yes, have a lot of dogs. Yes, you're dog oh. lovers. Yes, right. How do you decorate around that? Well, I have, we do use really good fabrics. I use a lot of indoor outdoor fabrics that, but I also, on all of our sofas, and I have to say, I do let my dogs on the furniture. <laughs> uh, I have wonderful throws. So if I have a beige sofa, I have a pretty beige stitched throw that I wrap around the cushion. So it doesn't look like a sheet over the chair. It looks like a part of the decoration. And then mm-hmm. that can go off and um, be laundered. You often find with dogs is that if they've made their chair, they like to go back to that chair because it kind of mm-hmm. smells like that. So you do something that makes it look like you've meant it to be decorated. I love faux leopard throws. I love, mm-hmm. you know, just cotton bedspreads that can look good on a sofa. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have great dog beds tucked around the house in every room, and they like to get under a table. They like to feel they're in a cozy mm-hmm. oh, space. So weird. you stick a faux leopard dog bed, as I have here in my office, <laughs> under the desk, and the dog will come in, and that's their space. We're often talking about our dogs destroying things in our yes, house. Yes, yes. <laughs> Do your dogs destroy or they're, they're it's all really starts, well behaved? Uh, that starts when they're puppies. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I also have baskets of toys around. So when they want a probably tug of war, they do have their own toys. It's little puppies are a problem because mm-hmm. they just cannot wait to chew up. I've certainly had many shoes. I've had pillows <laughs> shredded. So, But I think they kind of outgrow it. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Your do- your dog's a puppy. She's sort of. a year she's a and year. a half, so she's not quite outgrown the. Oh, it's the, too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's cute and sweet, and it's lucky she is because we might um, not be so patient with her her destroying things if she weren't. But 
Well, she's she gotten better. Cute. It does yeah. help Good. when they're really cute. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever not purchased something because of the dogs? Like, I have a friend who's like, well, I have, my cat likes to. No, never. And then I'm like, you gotta. Oh, no. Never. That's I mean, like waiting to decorate till your kids go to college. That's a, no, yeah. no, no. No, I think you 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 figure out how to make them fit into your life in a way that that is comfortable for you, but also comfortable for your guests. And as much of a dog, dog lover as I am, and nobody loves them more than I do, I find it offensive when I go to somebody's house where the dogs, you know, they come in, they're smelly, they jump on the sofas, the rooms smell bad. I would not put up with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I let, when my dogs come in from the back, they stay in the mudroom till they're dried off. Um, because I want to live in my house, and I want my friends to not go, oh, dear, I can't smells sit like let down. dog yeah. in here. You know? <laughs> and they don't always smell so great. So mm-hmm. you shut the door from the kitchen, and you let them go in there till they dry off, and <laughs> then you let yeah. them in the house. So I think yeah. you're constantly not only thinking about how you want to live, but make sure that no one else is offended by your dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that, you are a consummate entertainer. Mm-hmm. I have been to your home. You've entertained me generously. Um and I've actually talked about on the podcast before some things that you've said about entertaining. Like I remember when we were there and we were talking about, oh, people, young people today, they're afraid to have people over. And we're like, do you have any tips? And you said, buy a bag of chips, put it in a bowl and call people over. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's but do you have any kind of insights? Because I do feel like people are terrified. I think the sad thing is, I guess. Um, when I grew up in Virginia, you know, everybody entertained. I always laugh because um, in those days, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia was dry. And so there were no Mm. real restaurants and there were no places to hang out unless you went to the country club. And so my parents entertained. I mean, I grew up in a family that everybody loved to have people over. People would drop in. Of course, nobody does that anymore. But um, (laughs) I think to have people in your house is the most fun thing you can do. It's casual. You, as the hostess, should feel calm. Don't overdo it. Don't think, mm-hmm. I have to serve a gourmet meal. Order Chinese food. I mean, today we can go to any market and get prepared food. You could get a delicious roast rotisserie chicken, mm-hmm. make a salad. Mm-hmm. But it's putting it on a pretty plate, putting on on this wonderful china design for Ballard, setting a pretty table, mm-hmm. and having your friends come over. And they appreciate it because it's a it's sort of rare and it really doesn't have to be a big deal. Right. You know, everybody in the end will help put the dishes in the dishwasher. But you have this quietness of being at home, being with friends. Every time I go to a restaurant, I'm always, I always find it so noisy and and distracting. And you always feel like I have to get out quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they come and you have a glass of wine, then they want to take your order. But when you're in a house, you, you know, you can break up. The men can go off and talk about golf and the girls can talk about fake eyelashes. And, (laughs) you know, but it's, and the kids can, and it's, and it's also easy to bring your family. I mean, I think that we always, growing up, I entertain with every age group. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get to know your kids and the kids get to talk to adults. That's how they learn um, to interact. Yeah. And I think the main thing with the entertaining is not to overcommit to what you feel you have to do. You really don't even have to cook the food. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't like guacamole and chips? And who doesn't make a yeah. big make a big salad, have good bread. And today we're so lucky of... Every market has got good food. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like people just get like they go and I love Pinterest as much as the next person and blogs, obviously, but people go on there and they see these beautifully staged, you know, photographs and magazines mm-hmm. do the same thing, I suppose, where it's like this whole elaborate tablescape and all this stuff. And then they get, you know, they feel like, oh, I can't live up to that. So I'm just not going to do it at all. But you have to start somewhere. And, well, and also the thing to it, even setting a table. The thing that takes time is doing flowers. Don't mm-hmm. do flowers. Use something else in your house. Like a lot of times I have a pair of white birds. I put those in the middle of the table. I put a terrine in the middle of the table. I put something else. So I don't do flowers. That takes time. You have to go buy the flowers. And you can still set a pretty table. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got nice china, you have some placemats that go with it, nice glasses, it makes a difference if you've thought about your t- tabletop, but if you've if you've kind of thought out a color scheme, if you want blue and white or brown and white or all white, you can make it happen very quickly. Right. I mean, I can set a table in twenty minutes. Just a pretty pair of candlesticks. Yes. But I, I mean, don't think you should invite me over and serve me food on a paper plate. No. I just want to no, say fair. that out loud. No. Don't do it. It's not. And it. <laughs> and you it's don't not have necessary. To. Right. It's not necessary. Right. And I think that you know it's it's. We all need nice plates, and um, you know, you're setting a table. I've always thought is it's a little like painting a picture. Some people are really good at it. I happen to love to set a table. It's like styling something. So I have fun mm-hmm. thinking, oh, here are these plates, and I'm going to do the blue and white check tablecloth, and mm-hmm. you know, I'll put the white birds on it. So I like to make a pretty picture, mm-hmm. but I like to do that. But not everybody does. So you want to keep it right. simple for yourself mm-hmm. um, so that it isn't overwhelming. Get a set of six, like, white dinner plates from anywhere uh-huh. and start with that. And then you could, like, go to, like, a from flea Ballard. market. From yeah. Ballard. From Ballard. <laughs> well, I mean, you can say it. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. I just added... Um, Bunny Williams, I just, her golden white star, I just uh, bought a set of 12 oh. extra plates because my china... Is has a gold decal, and yours is the go, gold decal, and so I can. I needed to have more because I do. I do put them out at showers and mm-hmm. anywhere where I have enough that I can put it out in an event. And yeah. people do react like, "What? Are you sure you want to use these?" And that's what's funny to me is you're <laughs> yeah. like, "Yes, I, yes, oh, they're dishwashable. Right. Yeah, you're, you're worth this plate that I will right. <laughs> wash." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I used your um, bubble champagne glasses just this Aren't week. Aren't they beautiful? Mm-hmm. I love, so I love those. No, I I use them all. Unfortunately, I had a lot of china, but now that I've started designing from from you all, I've got so much I've had to <laughs> sort of stack it on top of each other because I love using it. You have to add yeah. on. Now you have a new book. Yes, yes. And it's about your house that's in the Dominican. Yes, right. Yes. I have it right here in front of me. You yes. just autographed it for me. A house by the sea, which yes. is gorgeous. How did you end up? In this house by the sea, and tell us a story kind of yes. of the book and the house. Well, John Roselli, my husband, my wonderful husband, um, we, we were going to the Dominican Republic as a guest of a very dear friend who's the late Oscar de la Renta. And he was starting to, with some other people, to develop this part of the Dominican. It's called Putacana. And it was very, there was nothing there when I first went. I mean, it was literally a beach and some kind of, not a lot of houses. Um, and we would go down and visit with him, and we were invited as a guest when he got his house finished, and he and Annette. And then one, my husband hates cold weather, and so one winter we were down there, and Oscar kept saying, you should buy some property here. And in those days it was really inexpensive, and 
John had a uh, house, a family house in New Jersey that he really didn't go to because we'd gotten married and we were going to my house in Connecticut. And he just said, well, let's go look at some property. And it was one of these kind of whims. And um, we walked down this kind of rustic road to a plot of land that was so undeveloped. I mean, it was coral rock and windblown trees. There was nothing there, nothing. And it had a beautiful view of the ocean. And I said, well, okay, let's try this. And he said, why don't we build a house? And I'd never built my own house. I mean, I'd done it for other people. John hadn't, we've always renovated a house or renovated an apartment. And he said, well, you know, I have all this furniture from the house in New Jersey. So, you know, let's do this. So we decided to design and build a house. Um, We could never afford to build this house in this country. And it's still affordable there because of the wages and everything's very simple i mean it it's a big house but it's all porches it's you know there's a living room but you live outside you're always on a loggia you're always by the pool you literally live outside you sleep in your bedroom and the rest of the time you're outside because it's such beautiful weather so it was fun it was a fun project for us to do together uh i have to say i'll tell anybody who has a problem with their husbands my husband was the worst client i have ever had (laughs) i i was doing i was so excited about doing our house together and i he came home one night and i had all the kind of schemes of what i wanted to do to each room and what color i wanted it he looked at he said i hate everything (laughs) i said what i said what? I, you're telling me you hate yeah. everything? And he was the only person. My clients usually like to have my opinion. My <laughs> husband didn't. Did and you change it or did yes, you so just you do? Mm-hmm. I didn't change it. There you, you know, go. <laughs> I think that um, John really, if when I look back on it, John loves his furniture. And he's, I think he was afraid I was going to over-decorate it. And I said, John, the color is just the color of the walls, you know. And it's going to be furniture. There are going to be no curtains. There are going to be cotton rugs on the floor. It's a beach house. I mean, it's on. So it's not, if you see a print fabric, it means it's on one chair or it's a pair of pillows. It's not. And I I think John just looked at all this and thought (laughs) that I was going to have swag curtains and fancy this and that. And and I said, it's not. It's a casual house and and. But I need to make it what I want. And, yeah, right. But he came around, and now he loves it. I mean, he's very proud of it. But it was funny. when. How well, has it changed over the years? It doesn't really change, you know. I think that um, I think if you really know what you're doing and you make good decisions, the changes come in that you add. Mm-hmm. Um, you... You know, we have friends who are artists. They'll come and stay and they'll paint a picture or do something, and we hang that picture. So it adds in, you know, more books arrive because everybody comes and leaves their book. (laughs) But the furniture's all the same. Uh, I've had to slip cover it again because of fading sun. But I got it right the first time, and I love what's there, and you just maintain it, but you Mm -hmm. add personal things. Mm -hmm. You add... um, you know, a collection of shells, layers. It's layers. That's what comes over time. Right. And I think you, you know, when you're decorating, you don't want, you don't want to make a lot of expensive mistakes because you don't want to go, oh, why did I buy that, you know, red, white, and blue plaid sofa? Mm. I was going to ask if when you, for your own home, if you like set it and forget it. 
So it sounds like definitely in the Dominican you did, but the same in Connecticut, or do you go back and redo rooms? I'm not a big redecorator. Uh, I have redecorated the rooms I've changed in Connecticut. I changed the dining room, not the furniture. I changed the wallpaper. I had a green and white stripe wallpaper, and I decided that I wanted the room more neutral, mainly because we entertain in there a lot. And I found that when I did the off-white walls, that I could make the table the exciting part. It's the star. I wasn't yeah. competing with anything on the walls. So, you know, I can have a white tablecloth, pale blue. I could, At Christmas, I can have red. So I made the room a little bit more neutral. Um, and I really did that just because we do entertain a lot, and I love to set the table. Um, the, di- the, the One thing I think that people that happens when you're starting out is when you don't have anything, pattern adds for a lot. Uh, my living room in Falls Village, literally, we we had we did not have enough money to furnish the house, so our living room sat empty for almost three years. I did the kitchen. I did a library, so we had a place to sit and watch television. I just let the living room be empty. I, I remember I put a garden bench in. <laughs> For the dogs. <laughs> you know, it was just I didn't need it because I had a place to sit down. And I thought until I, until I could do it, I wasn't going to do it. I think, I think you, if you can get one space so it really works – Mm-hmm. You're better off than trying to have a chair in one room that you're not going to go into because there's only one chair. So you're better off to try to get the, a space to work. Mm-hmm. Place comfortable sofas, some chairs, place where the television is, and then do another room. I mean, just leave it, put a big round table in the middle and just let it be empty till you can afford to tackle that room. But I remember, in, because we had so little, I put this beautiful flowered wallpaper on the wall. I thought, oh, this will just, I don't have any pictures. And it was fun for a while, but then I got bored with it. I was really so sick of it. And as I was acquiring more things, I needed a simpler room because (laughs) we now have some art. I was able to buy a mirror and I couldn't see it with all this flowered wallpaper. But I think sometimes when you, you have nothing in a room, pattern makes it can fill it up for you. Fill it up yeah. very quickly. Right. Yeah, that's smart. Do you have any, when you go into people's homes, do you have any pet peeves that just make you nuts? One of the things that bothers me is that I think a lot of people who don't know how to arrange the furniture put all the furniture around the room against the wall. <laughs> yes. You yes. just go in and you like, and, and I it makes me cringe because what I want to do is rearrange the furniture. for them. I have done that sometimes. <laughs> And At a very good friend's home? Well, it comes <laughs> up or something. I mean, I have, they have to ask me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to just come in and say your furniture is terribly arranged. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you've got to be good friends, I mean, I've had, finally I've had somebody say, well, this is, because you know it's awkward because you're sitting here and somebody's over there and it doesn't work and you know mm-hmm. it doesn't you work. You can feel it. And mm-hmm. you can feel it. And mm-hmm. so I say, okay, everybody, let's start moving the furniture around. What, like, what should people think of as their, like, the distance maybe? Like, how big should a furniture grouping be? Or, like, where's somewhere they can start practical so they guidelines. don't stick it all against, you know, the walls? I think you want at least six people to be able to relate to each other. Hopefully eight, if you can do it. Because that's usually how many people can talk to each other. If you have t- ten people, they're not... They're going to split It's very hard for up. ten people mm-hmm. to talk. So... 
I think I think one of the mistakes that people make is that if they have a very big room, they think they need to put a nine-foot sofa in there because the room is big. You're better off in a big room to have two furniture groups. Gotcha. And I don't think a sofa needs to be much longer than seven or eight feet. And it, if it's too deep, people can't get in and out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think people have to think about that. Uh, you know, you... You know, it's one thing to lie down on it and tuck into it, but your mother may come over or your grandmother, and the poor thing has to be hoisted out of the sofa. <laughs> so you you have to think about what makes people comfortable. And a room full of overscale furniture that's all too big is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the proportion, usually the most, the simplest one is a sofa, two chairs on either side, and then pull-up chairs to it so that they're lighter weight um sometimes you can have four chairs and then pull up chairs and you have a big ottoman in the middle or a big coffee table and that's a perfect seating arrangement you can sit there we can all talk and everybody needs to have a little table next to their chair to put their drink down on whether it's a glass of wine or a cup of coffee there you and you don't you don't want people to be isolated if you go in a room and there's a chair in the corner nobody's ever going to go over there and sit in that chair. No, It's a space filler. But you pull that chair up to a group, and they're going to sit there. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to move the furniture in a room. People should know, walk into it, and immediately be comfortable where they sit down. I hate it when the coffee table is outside of my reach. Like, no. what's the point of that? And also, bring it over here a few inches. The size of twin size bed right. is the only that thing that's good for is dancing on top of it. So, <laughs> or tripping, or trip because you can't talk. I mean, you're too far away yeah. from. People want to be closer. Yes. and if you've got a barrier in between you and the next chair, it's not an intimate place to be. Yeah. Well, it's funny how going back to what you just said, though, you literally just made me rearrange. I was just thinking, I was like, were you like I envisioning your living room? Chair. I legitimately, <laughs> you were talking, and I was like, I need to move that chair in the living room, like a little bit over. And I was envisioning my living room as yeah, well. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, are my chairs in the right spots? Do I need to move anything around? I need more side tables, I think. Like well, the little, yes. little drinks tables I, mm-hmm. in my own furniture collection. I've designed many, and they sell out because often you find yourself in somebody's house, and there's no place to put something down. You can always tuck something that's 12 inches square in, mm-hmm. and somebody's going to be comfortable. Or yeah. they'll or they'll put something there, but they fill it up, so I, there's no room for right. my drink. Yeah, I'm like, move that junk off the table. Or if there's yeah. like a nice coffee table book, but no coaster, and you're like, my drink is going to put it. Yeah, I don't want to ruin your. But thing. you know what? I don't worry about that. Coasters, yeah. Well, I don't in my own house, but if I'm at someone else's, that's why I'm a little more. But that's why careful, somebody who, if you're entertaining, that's why you should always give somebody a napkin, mm-hmm. either a paper napkin mm-hmm. or a cocktail napkin. That's right. what they're for, so they are feel comfortable because there's something in case it's hot and the iced tea glass is mm-hmm. sweating. You've given them something, mm-hmm. and I find it terrible to. You can make a guest feel bad by running around and trying to stick a coaster under yes. their glass. Mm-hmm. To me, if it's not there, I don't do that. The mm-hmm. other thing is on a table, if you have a dish, if you don't want, if you don't have a coaster, even if you have a pretty little saucer, that's a place to put your glass. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So but I never want my guests to feel bad. So if they don't put it down I mean they often ask and I say it's fine. But right. 
yeah. if they don't, I don't want them to feel bad because I'm running around with a stack of coast. Well, that's the mm-hmm. ultimate in manners, right? The goal of manners is to have the, uh, people around you feel comfortable. Exactly. Uh, Pete, when you're entertaining, people can really like gather so much from the way you're acting. If you're like comfortable and relaxed and just drinking your wine, then they will be too. And if right. you're freaking out because there's a condensation ring on your then or you they're going to the be uncomfortable or, yeah so yeah. you you mm-hmm. know you you're absolutely right a hostess has to be relaxed and you have to have done some things ahead of time it's like i talk in my book always have a bar set up so that you're mm-hmm. not the bartender mm-hmm. it's out there the bottle of wine is out the glasses are there the ice buckets there people can help themselves and that's putting that's making them feel more comfortable already it's making them feel a part of it if you have to say what do you want to drink and then you disappear to the kitchen there yeah. that, that doesn't make anybody feel good right so put it out there and you know put put the chips on the coffee table put it out so it's accessible and you're relaxed about it because you're not a you know banny hand running around all the time <laughs> and you can sit and enjoy your guests right well we're we- the best yeah. Do we want to talk a little bit about your new furniture? Oh yeah, yes. I meant to ask you about that, yeah. right? Well, so that's you, what we got started in the book. I about. know, yeah. I know that was the whole point. Of that was the intro about. to the. I know, the yeah. Contract. So you just designed a new outdoor furniture collection for Ballard Designs. Can you tell us a little bit about why you did that and the style you did and, and all that? Just talk all about it because well, it's I'll very tell you pretty, really funny. Okay. When I first bought, built when when John and I first built the house in the Dominican, I ordered some outdoor chairs from Ballard. I remember this. And I love these chairs. This was 15 years ago. And they were, um, the problem was they fell apart. And they fell apart because 15 years ago, people did not have as much aluminum on the inside. And there was a metal frame and the metal in the salt air, Mm -hmm. it got into the uh, rat tan. I mean, it it was vinyl, but it, like a woven, it was, it was a woven, woven wicker, yeah. But I loved those chairs. I even have two left, which are in my garage in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> and um, so when we talked about doing an outdoor furniture collection, um, I said, I have a chair. You used to make it. <laughs> so we've reintroduced it. Uh, we've done it in a dark color. Um, the other thing I always, and again, it's just because of being in business so long, and people don't want to deal with cushions. Uh, one of the hardest things is you, you, it's one thing if you're on a porch, you can have more cushions. But if you have a terrace, if you're really outside, all this furniture that has cushions, even with the new fabrics, the mm-hmm. water gets into it. You have a pouring rain. They, they say they have a flow-through cushion. Well, yes. But if you, you've some got to wait two days for mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. dry out. So some of the furniture I really wanted to design that did not require a cushion. So we really worked very hard to develop comfortable furniture. It's a, a woven uh, resin fiber, so it looks really, but it can stay outside. And it has, it's made the cushions a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly comfortable, and it doesn't need a back and seat cushion. It needs some throw pillows and things like that, which are easy to pull in if it rains. But I think one of the biggest problems is we don't have time to run around and gather (laughs) all the cushions. Every time you go inside, ugh. Down there, down in the Dominican Republic, I mean, it rains every day at 4 o'clock. Every day. (laughs) What a pain. Because 
It's well, true. I'm from South Alabama, and it does the same thing. Every day at 4 o'clock, it downpours for 30 minutes. 20 minutes. And then what? if you're at the right. grocery store and your furniture is out, or your cushions are outside. You're in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't sit on it for two days. And then um, I actually did it in a dark color. And the reason I do that is that I like to look at the garden. I like to look at the green. I I want the furniture, but I don't want the furniture to be... The landscape outside to me is what's important. The trees, the garden. And I find the darker color recedes. You can brighten it up with cushions. But if you put white furniture out, it is white. Mm-hmm. And if you put a bright color, it's too dark. And so, I, I mean, it, it's just too much. You see it too much. And I think the dark colors, they're, they're there, they're comfortable, but it lets you see the stones. It lets you see your pink geraniums. It, it becomes background to nature. Mm-hmm. And I've found that I, you know, I, I love weathered wood outside. I like the more natural colors um, because it doesn't interfere with your lawn or your garden or the trees or the blue sky. Mm-hmm. Right. What I really love, you, you spoke about that one chair with the round back, but then you also have the Clismo style chair. Yes, yes. I think it's great that everything doesn't match. No, exactly. I think so many times people buy their outdoor set right. and it's, you plop it down and it all matches, but I love the way that this feels what more. Does, what, what, what is consistent about this is the color of mm-hmm. the furniture. I think that mm-hmm. the styles can be varied. Even the 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 dining table the um the, the it's all a dark metal so it's it's different styles but mm-hmm. it's not red white and blue mm-hmm. and then i think that again is better in nature it's better i i might not have every piece of furniture in my living room the same color but outside i think about it a little differently mm-hmm. and it's not so heavy that you can't move it yes you know some of those chairs that you buy these days you can't even you know right. adjust them around because they're so heavy I'm a girl. I got to be able to move that right. chair. Yeah. And you want you want it to last a long time. You you don't want it too heavy, but you want it heavy enough so it doesn't blow away if there's right. a bad storm. And I think we've thought about all those things: the weight of it, its durability, its comfort, um, and it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very I'm very excited about it. I think it just looked wonderful. It really does look pretty. I person. have a question about when we and this is just I've always wondered this: <laughs> when we send you a sample of like. The outdoor chair. Do we send it here to this office and yes. you like are trying it on yes. in the yes. foyer? Yes, sending in it. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah, not that long ago. It we were here right and here. they were all in the They all the lobby. come here. We sit right it's there. hilarious. What uh-huh. do you do with it afterwards? Throws it out the window. Uh, no. <laughs> we, have a, we have a warehouse. So oh, okay. we have a, um, you know, we, we always, have, there are things coming in and out of here all the time. Rugs, furniture, <laughs> paintings, uh, and the things that we keep. We have a warehouse okay. uptown that. Every designer, unfortunately, has a warehouse. <laughs> I've always wondered that, especially with, like, the big pieces. When we send you your dining table, a sample right, of it, right. like, where, where does, does that, that go? go? Right. What are, they, are they looking at, like, a swatch or they get the right. whole thing? Right. And anyways, I've always been curious. <laughs> we mainly get, um, I mean, we didn't get the big cabinet, but mm-hmm. we get chairs because I'm insistent upon how they sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that... I always tell my designers or anybody working here, if you buy a chair you don't sit in, you're going to own that chair because the client is going to say this is not comfortable. (laughs) That's smart. And I've heard you say before that it's difficult, um, that you don't love to buy things sight unseen online. I don't. You know, you want to see them in person to make sure that that they're exactly what you're wanting. I think that we are very lucky that we have online shopping. It allows us to see and 
I can't just buy everything in New York City. I can go come to the go to the dealers in Atlanta, but I primarily buy from people I know. So I will go to one of the Atlanta dealers, look through their website, and if there's a chair, I always say, "Would you please send me a picture of you in that chair?" And <laughs> oh, I can tell in one minute whether they look comfortable in that chair. That's really smart. Maybe and we should put that on our website, people sitting in our chairs. Yes, because yeah. it shows how comfortable it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. astounding. You have no idea when you look at a chair how big it really is. But if you have a person mm-hmm. in it, you go, wow, they're not falling out of it. And this looks comfortable. Um, yeah, that's such a good point. Um they do that with purses now yes. sometimes. Oh, yes. You well, can see, see the size on yeah. an arm. Because yeah. really like. it's so relative. I yeah. mean, it's like you can't like, tell. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. Sa- scale and size is something. Um, you know, even in this office not too long ago, we had a problem. And somebody showed me a picture of a chair. I thought the chair looked great. I, did, I was busy. I did not have time to really look at the measurements. We bought the chair, went to a job, and I went... Are these chairs for a midget? And I ended up owning the chairs. I had to take them back. I admitted we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is what happens if mm. you're not sure of what you're buying. Right. Yeah. Um, and the condition of it and what it looks upside down. Um, I've always, you know, I've said to you, and it, it's my the furniture I make, it's got to look good when you turn it upside down. So people feel like they have a quality piece. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that... I'm so proud of what we've done together because the quality is there and you're going to have those pieces for a really long time. We have questions this week? Yes. Oh, wait. For Miss Bunny Williams. Taryn, tell us what they are. All right. Our first one is from Megan and she sent photos, which we have here. Um, and Caroline will put up. Mm-hmm. And she says, Hi, ladies. My husband, my two little kids, and I just moved into a new house that's about double the size of our old one. I love it for the location and general layout, and I'm so excited and overwhelmed at the challenge of decorating it and making it our own. My question is where to start. What are my must-haves? Obviously, I'd love to go all out and decorate each room to the fullest and be done with it, but that's probably not a budget reality. Um, and then she says... Number two, my house has an entryway that's kind of Tuscan textured stuccoed. The same texture goes into the living room, and that's in the photos. And I don't hate it, but I definitely don't love it. I guess it's just not my style. My style is more modern, fresh, and clean with pops of bright color, and I'm struggling to make it fit with my style. I looked into getting it skim-coated, but it's time-consuming and crazy expensive. Do you think it would look good with a lighter paint color? Should I just splurge and get it done? Can I decorate around it or nudge it towards my style? Thank you so much. I would paint that white so fast. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even (laughs) mind the texture on the wall because it'll look like a Mm hand-plastered room, which looks good with modern things. But I would paint paint it white mm-hmm. or a slightly warm white i also would paint the railing in going up the stairs because it's very yellow wood, the wood yeah. and mm-hmm. it's distracting so if it was a part of the architecture mm-hmm. you have the metal railing which is pretty but if the um you could leave the handrail dark but paint the posts and the um top of it all white with the trim and have a dark handrail, it would clean up that space mm-hmm. immediately. Agreed. What yeah. about her trim? Do you think she should have the trim match the walls or just a little I'd it? have the trim a little lighter. I'd I think it's pretty to have the trim 
if you have a white trim, let the walls be just a little bit different. And it should be flat finish on flat, that texture? Flat, mm-hmm. So it will look like a plaster. It'll look like be a, beautiful. an old plaster wall, and it, it would be amazing. And her floors would stand out so much better. I like the idea of that dark top railing, too, because yeah. first of all, it's not going to be dirty with right. her kids, yes. and it's yeah. going to look great with those But if the posts. spindle was yeah. white, and there's a piece of molding across the top that the railing is... T- that is it's uh probably hooked into it that should be a part of the trim yeah everything is that brown wood yes okay cool well then where else should she start is this her furniture in our pictures again she said this is the real estate okay these are not again this is what i mean about really thinking about starting with a room you use i mean it looks like there's a big um you know there's a room with a corner fireplace and the dining, I, the dining room is at the other end. I would just work on that room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd get a great sofa, a couple of chairs, make a comfortable seating room group around the fireplace, and uh, you know, try to find a table and chairs. Uh, and again, you know, what's interesting is that the often, not that I don't want you to buy a table from Ballard, okay. but. Go to tag sales. I mean, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. found when when we first bought our house in, in Connecticut, I would go to house sales, tag sales. It was astounding what you could buy for $500. And today, there are a lot of people don't know what to do with it. You know, they're like, okay, I don't want it. You know, somebody's parents died. And there's very good furniture for mm-hmm. not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, my first, I was married before John, we spent every weekend going to a local tag sale, you know, the secondhand shops. Um, and, and today, I think there seems to be more good things on the market because a lot of people are like, oh, I want everything modern. So they're getting rid of anything that's traditional. But you can find a simple farm table. You can Mm -hmm. find something simple that is less expensive than going to an expensive furniture store. And you you often, the quality's better. Quality's fabulous. Mm -hmm. We have consignment shops. You know, there's one in uh, where I live in Connecticut that people just donate for, it it raises money for charities. I can't tell you the good things we Mm -hmm. find in there. And that's a way of really, and it's fun mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Take and even family. on Craigslist, yeah. too. My son just got his first apartment, right. and, you know, he has a dollar to his name. Sure. And I'm like, you know, get on Craigslist, and you mm-hmm. can easily shop. And he's gotten dressers. and awesome stuff on Craigslist. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's overwhelming to, you know, buying everything brand new at full retail prices is expensive. It's expensive. But mm-hmm. I think that you... You know, there there are things out there mm-hmm. that are kind of fabulous. Yeah, Excellent. get a good sofa that's right. well Spend made, some money and then get some like gonna, occasional chairs yes. that are. And you're going to have that sofa for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. Don't mm-hmm. skimp on your yes. sofa. Right. You sit on it every day. Yes. I made this mistake before too, but I feel like people do this a lot, where they sort of um, trickle their budget all around the house, and then you can't. Everywhere feels everywhere's everywhere feels un, not. Finished. Do, do one thing. Yeah. And do one space. Yeah. yeah. You can't see where your money's going. One room going. at a time. Yeah. Exactly. There you go, Megan. We solved all your problems. Who's next? <laughs> yeah. All set. <laughs> um, Heather is next. Um, did she ask two different questions? questions? Yes. Okay. All right. So her first says, we have a very long, thin hallway with a drop ceiling when you first walk into our home. How do I make it inviting and personalize it? We are considering a hall runner 
but how do you know what size and how do you keep it from moving around? And how do you hang artwork to help create height to counteract the drop ceiling? Is a gallery wall too much for a hallway? Um, first of all, if, you, if your hall is narrow, a runner often can make the floor really interesting. And I think that you want to keep it so it has fairly thin margins. So the wall, you, you, if it's too narrow, it makes the hall even look narrower. So have four or five inches on each side try to make the, the, the runner as long as possible. The other mm -hmm. thing that's very interesting about low ceiling spaces, and this is, people are going to think I'm crazy, <laughs> but if you paint them gray, if you paint them, um, and sometimes even shiny, now I don't know what the condition of the ceiling is, <laughs> you have to have a fairly smooth ceiling for this, but if you don't, just paint it sort of an eggshell gray, because it lifts the ceiling. A white ceiling somehow it lowers it mm -hmm. and if you paint it a pale pale gray it just kind of lifts it, it it's almost like air it kind of lifts the ceiling interesting mm. the other thing too is to put in and say a mirror if you have a mirror put in the tallest mirror you can so it goes all the way to the ceiling you everything that you put in that's vertical is going to make the the room seem taller. So instead of mm -hmm. putting some little tiny mirror, try to find a tall, thin mirror that goes almost to the ceiling because it's going to raise the, your eye and you're going to think the ceiling's taller. Smart. Yeah, I like it. Jeez. Okay, this is what's so interesting about you, Bunny Williams, Brucey, is that <laughs> when you talk about interiors, just now you talking about that space, you were smiling, so animated. <laughs> Clearly you have like a great passion for this. It's fun to watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. I do love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I know, and the gray. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's, that's so We right had there. a, um, we'd, I worked on a townhouse here in the city that often in a townhouse, the, the lower, the first floor ceilings are very low um, because when they were built at the turn of the century, it was for staff, and you went upstairs, and then you have, oh. you, you can go from even a 7-8 ceiling to a 12-foot ceiling Wow! because the second floor had all the big tall rooms. So the first floors really, they were like basement rooms. They, But they also the rooms that went out to the garden, and you want to use them today. It's where the kitchen is. And so we had this very low ceiling space, and I had the painters make that ceiling absolutely smooth, really sand it and smooth. And we painted it shiny gray, and it reflects the windows, and you almost think it's a double height room. Wow. It almost works like a mirror. So a light and gray, you light, said. Light, pale, pale gray. And this shiny gray, when you come in, it re it reflects the, the big windows that go out to the garden. It You think it's a tall ceiling room, and it's not. Wow. That's incredible. That's really cool. I want to see a picture of this. I want to try it. Like, what is this? Yeah. Heather, invaluable information. Mm -hmm. And it's true. I just added a runner, and it really it makes it I feel like door. it just like totally added value mm -hmm. to that. Like, because we're in a ranch, so everything's right. back down the hallway. So I really mm -hmm. liked it. I didn't know I needed it till I put it there, and then sure. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. Mm -hmm. It's also welcoming because it's soft, mm -hmm. right? You know, and frankly, a good runner in a hall is practical because if people come in, it takes the dirt off your feet. Mm -hmm. So you are not walking into the rest mm -hmm. of the house if you. Uh, mm. Yeah. And Heather, you need a rug pad. She asked, "How do I keep oh, yeah. it from moving?" Yeah. Get rug a rug pads. pad. You get non-skid rug pad. Keeps it in place. Keeps it in place. You need it under every rug. So every in room. your, I vividly remember this, but in your Southern Living Idea house, we entered, we shot the house, and, and that was just last year. Yeah. Last year. To 2015, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, we interviewed you about it, and one of the things you said, which I thought was so genius, is 
you make a point of making the entry rug the same color as the dirt outside. Well, Virginia, so I grew up in Virginia. Virginia is red clay. If you put a spade in the ground, it doesn't come up brown. It comes up red. <laughs> All of Virginia is red clay. And my mother... We were tracking. We lived out in the country, so we were outside all day long. And we came in, our boot, you know, our boots, our tennis, everything was covered in red clay. So my mother always had a red Harry's Oriental rug in the front hall. <laughs> I still own that rug. I want to tell so you, smart. it's very threadbare. It's in, in my guest house in Connecticut. <laughs> wow. but it's a beautiful rug. Mm-hmm. But when she said, when you kids come in here, or the dogs, it doesn't track because, mm-hmm. and a, frankly, a wonderful faded Oriental rug. Even in a modern house, you don't see anything. Mm-hmm. They're so forgiving. I mean, mm-hmm. I would not put a beige runner in my hall for anything yeah. because you're mm-hmm. going to see everything. Yeah. Uh, but, a, uh, you know, I did the same thing in Virginia. And it was so true because it was a new construction site and it was red clay. Oh, true, yeah. Remember? Smart. I'd, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was so smart. And it would work so well, too, if you have, like, a beach house. And sure. maybe you do, like, a you natural know, a lighter, fiber. Natural yeah, fiber grayish. So the sand just sort of is the same color. Anyways, cool. Another oh, great tip. That's a good one. Um, Heather also asked, how long do you hang curtains if furniture furniture is up against them? I want to get some of the Ballard Essential panels for my master bedroom, but our dresser is up against one of the windows. The dresser height is just below the bottom of the window. Just wondering if you still have curtains go to the floor. And if so, do you pull your furniture out a bit so they hang properly? Absolutely. I think that... I. One of my other pet peeves, I hate short curtains. I cannot tell you. It's like your pants are too short. Mm-hmm. I mean, and long curtains make a ceiling look taller. It's this whole thing of elongating a space. And you want your curtains to go, you want to hang them as high as possible and have them go to the floor because it elevates the ceiling height completely. Mm-hmm. And yes, just pull the chest out in front of it. What's very good to keep it from moving, you buy those little rubber they're these little rubber, um, they're a disc that you put under the leg of the chair oh, yeah. to keep the furniture from moving. But just pull it out, let the curtain hang to the floor behind it, um, and it'll be fine. That'll look mm-hmm. beautiful. I was just doing that with a friend yesterday. She has um, a sofa, and then there's art over it, and then there's two windows on either side. Right. And I told her, you need you need to do some drapery. And she said, but then it's kind of close to the sofa, um, and so I was wondering the because same thing. all furniture has to touch the wall. <coughs> People are obsessed with having it touch the wall. No, like pull it out, pull it yeah, out. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's it can live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can float. Well, that's uh, it, right? That's it. Are we done? Yes, I think so. Thank you so much for uh, letting us crash your office today. Well, it's so much fun. It's so much fun having you here. And obviously, I could talk about decorating all day long. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you back then. We'll come back. Yeah, those Great. are super good tips. Yes. For sure. Thanks Great. very much. Thank you so much, You're Bunny. You're so welcome. <laughs> All right, and that was our show. Thank you so much to Bunny Williams for being our guest. What an honor. I know. I feel really lucky. She's awesome. Um, Taryn's just sitting here with her mouth open. (laughs) Taryn, what are you doing? I'm just really embarrassed that I brought up my trial of sweating for the bunny episode. I know. Me too. I was just thinking about that. Hopefully she won't dwell on it. I hope she doesn't hate me. (laughs) She does. She She, told me earlier that I like all of you but that Taryn girl. Uh, and actually, she gave me a signed book today of her, oh, her so Dominican nice. book. And she wrote something really nice in it, like, I, to a friend who I really enjoy working with. <gasps> she, 
She asked if anyone That's wanted a bug, sweet. and I, really I should have, I didn't raise my hand Dummy. because I was, unco- I, I don't know, I felt bad, like Ooh. asking for a free book. But well, that's your one and only chance. Pissed. Darn. Oh, well. Okay. You <laughs> know we sell them in our stores. <laughs> You'll never see her again. Ever. <laughs> um, that was that's our show. If you could please leave us a review, we would love that. You can do that in iTunes. We would also love for you to send us your questions mm-hmm. so we can answer them on our next episode. You can email them to podcast at ballardesigns.net. And of course, we would love for you to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!